0: Hello and welcome to Money Life. This is Sucheta Dilal. This week, I'm going to talk about what everyone's talking about the White Paper presented by Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman. It's titled White Paper of the Indian Economy. It is a detailed analysis of what the NDA government thinks is policy paralysis and governance issues that happened not recently, not in their 10 years but in the 10-year period from 2004 to 2014 when the Congress-led United Progressive Alliance government was in power. We know that there were a lot of scams at that time. We know there was corruption and we know that that is why public opinion turned against the Congress and the National Democratic Alliance led by the Bharatiya Janata Party came to power. That's known. So why a paper today? Don't ask. Why are we talking about 10 years previous to their 10 years, and why are we not talking about 10 years hence? You have already heard our editor Devash Shish Basu on it, if you look at the other blog. I'm going to stick to one point, which is that this white paper details 15 huge scams. They have chosen these 15 because they think that they matter and they've included it in the white paper because they think this; these are the ones that made a difference to putting pressure on uh, the UPA government and turning public opinion against them and was a sign of misgovernance. So for starters, before we look at it, the first three scandals did have a significant impact on public opinion. When I talk about it, you will be reminded. But what is important is in the next 10 years, did did they have, a huge cleanup? No. Action was patchy. In fact, some charges have not even stood up to judicial scrutiny. Others are equally shaky. Take a look. So the first one, like I said, is the coal block allocation. This pertains to irregularities and corruption in allocation of coal blocks for captive use by business and industry. The Comptroller and Auditor General of India estimated a massive loss of 1.86 lakh crore. It shook us up the size of this scam. This was in 2012. It went to court. The Supreme Court order led to the cancellation of 204 allocations of coal mines. The white paper re- reveals that 47 cases have been filed. 10 are still under investigation. And 14 cases have led to convictions, including of the coal secretary, huge question mark around it. But this is the only scam where a fair number of trials have been completed. But look at it, 204 coal blocks, 47 cases, but at least something has happened. That is how India works. Next, Commonwealth Games scam. And I'm clubbing with this, a separate one, the Jammu and Kashmir Cricket Association scam. Frankly, even I had forgotten about this. I'm sure people don't remember it 10 years later. But Commonwealth Games scam, we know there was a lot of corruption, a lot of noise. You know, people blamed the Delhi uh, chief minister. A decade later, there's no finality to any of the eight cases that have been filed. They're under trial. There have been chart sheets which we are supposed to be positive about, charge sheets filed by the Central Bureau of Investigation or CBI. Now, the Jammu and Kashmir cricket one, 44 crore was apparently misappropriated by opening bogus accounts in the JNK Cricket Association. There's no charge sheet, no trial. It is frankly unclear how and why this is listed in the top 15 scams. On the other hand, what has happened the next 10 years? It's not as if Indian sports bodies have covered themselves up in glory under the NDA. The Wrestling Federation of India has been front page news because of the controversial member of parliament, Bridge Bush and Sharan Singh, are very decorated wrestlers, gold medalists, Olympians, have sat in public protests. Nothing has happened to the member of parliament. He's still in parliament while most of these people have this are star athletes have finished their careers. But what's important here is that the Federation of Wrestling, the Wrestling Federation of India, as it's called, was operating, believe it or not, from the home of Bridge and Charan Singh. And this moved out of his house only after the sports ministry finally acted and pointed to blatant risk disregard for established legal and procedural norms. I'm not even going into the charges of sexual harassment because that is not about scams. The third important one, the 2G telecom scam. The CAG's estimate, again, there was huge. The losses were supposed to be 1.76 lakh. Roar of potential revenue loss in the sale of telecom licenses. Now, those of us who have covered business at that time have been reporting on the appalling and brazen manner in which you know processes were adopted to favor certain business houses against others, the manner in which these licenses were distributed. But what happened after all that? In the next 10 years, was there action, believe it or not? The white paper does not even mention the fact that a special court in Delhi acquitted all the accused in December 2017. How and when does this happen? When you make out a bad case that does not stand up in the court of law. So no one's talking about there not being a scam, but you present a bad case and everyone is acquitted. And many of those who were blamed, who were in jail, are in parliament today. Appeals have been filed by the government. Very little progress has been made in the last six years after this order of 2017. Now, Aircel maxis is the next listed. This, again, highly political. The Maran brothers were implicated. Um, Dayanithi Maran was a minister in the government. The white paper says the case involved allegations of irregularities in the approval of foreign investment in a telecom company illegal gratification, cases under trial. But again, the politically powerful Baran brothers were discharged by the CBI court, special CBI court in 2017. An appeal has been made. There are allegations against other powerful politicians including former finance minister P. Chidambaram and his son, all part of an ongoing trial which keeps coming up every once in a while. But the fact is it is ongoing, not completed, and we don't know where it's headed, given that the bathas were discharged. Now, the Aircel Max's case came in for public scrutiny in 2011. The allegations were undue pressure was brought about on C. Sivasankaran, who you now know is a big defaulter, to sell his stake in Max's Berhad, which is a Malaysian communication service provider. This Company has acquired a 74% stake in air cell. This is the issue. In a nutshell, case is going on. Nothing's happened. Another one that's listed, strangely enough, maybe because of Bengal connection, is the Sarada scam. Sarada, the Chit Fund or Ponzi, it was just one of dozens of them, scores of them. They actually beggared people because the number of them, very powerful, posing with politicians. In Bengal alone, there were half a dozen of them, at least two other high profile ones. They were MPS Greenery and the Alchemist Group. Why has the white paper chosen only Sharada? We don't know. It notes that Sharada collapsed, leaving millions of investors in financial distress. But hey, millions of investors were also affected in Alchemist, MPS greenery. What about PACL? Huge one. Money went off to New Zealand and Australia. Hardly a thousand crores has been refunded. The size of that scam is almost 50,000 crore. White paper doesn't mention any of this, though it dates back to the UPA era. What I'm concerned about is what is omitted, which is the big daddy of them all. Sahara. Sahara remember was in the public domain. In 2012, there was a landmark Supreme Court order which asked two Sahara Realty companies to refund 20,000 crore because they said you had raised it through optionally convertible debentures without SEBI approval. Now, this finally went to SEBI. I'm not going to get into it. Those of you who are interested, we have written extensively on this. But after this order, after 2014, under NDA government, Sahara went ahead and set up four cooperative societies and raised hold your breath 86000 crore it began to default just around covid 2020. millions and millions of investors are protesting every day the government in march 2023 jumped up and said okay we are going to take 5000 crore from sebi and we are going to refund money to 10 crore of these depositors who have been holding protests, some have committed suicide, they set up a portal. Money Life Foundation, which is our not-for-profit, is deeply involved in trying to help these depositors. And believe it or not, the portal is so full of glitches, there are hundreds of questions being asked on a telegram group that we have created. and. Not a single investor has got back his money. So just 5000 crore was going to be distributed out of 86000 crore collected and not a single rupee has been paid back in spite of this path breaking decision, supreme court order, a portal being created. Those of you are interested, look at previous video blogs, we have covered this extensively. Now let's come to defence scandals. These are listed In multiple names out of the 15, I'm clubbing them all together because when I read out the names, you'll realize not a big deal. Okay, so the first one is allegations of corruption kickbacks in the Embryo deal, which is a Brazilian aerospace company from which we were supposed to buy aircraft. They talked about corruption in procurement of this one, the second one is Pilatus, 75 aircraft were going to be bought for the Indian Air Force in 2009, there's no mention of action. In the first one, it's pending trial. The third is procurement of Hawk aircraft from Rolls-Royce PLC. This again happened between 2003 and 2012, again still under investigation, no action in 10 years, investigation continues for 10 years, then they talk about kickbacks in procurement of the Gusta Westland helicopters, made news on the front pages every day. There's no mention of action, probably because the deal was scrapped when this government came to power. So I'm clubbing them all together. There are some that are missing from this list. The Tatra truck procurement scandal just fizzled out in 2014 because the CBI admitted there wasn't even evidence and closed the case. The CBI itself. It's in 2014. So no mention here. Now. The opposition parties, remember, have leveled equally serious charges, especially on the procurement of the 36 Rafale fighter jets. I'm not going to talk about others. The point is these four against uh, the allegations against NDA, really nothing much to talk about. The tragic thing, not much action. antrix Devas deal is one where there has been progress. There was allegations of irregularity and corruption in a satellite deal between Antrix Corporation, and the, which is the commercial arm of the Indian Space Research Organization, and Deva's Multimedia Private Limited. This was on the allocation of very scarce s band spectrum. Now, this is one case where the Supreme Court has confirmed the fraud, the chart sheet has been filed, and there was very powerful pressure across the world where the government is able to, has been able to hold its ground in India and these are powerful players, there is action around the world but I think it's not as bad as the rest. Now let's come to land scandals which are listed. So they talk about a land for jobs scandal in the railways, action still under investigation. Then this is about the release of prime land to builders in Panchkula and Gurgaon, charge sheets have been filed in the trial court third one that's listed is the Adarsh Housing Society. Front pages for years. There was talk about Ashok Chauhan, the chief minister signing documents. Lots of bureaucrats and politically powerful people got flats in this building, which was built on land that was meant for widows of defense personnel. Taken it away for super luxury apartments. Now, what has this government done in 10 years? Remember, it's a decade. What you have is the former Congress Chief Minister Ashok jawan just a few days ago, has joined the Bhartiya Janata Party. So the white paper obviously was done and dusted. Otherwise, this may have been dropped from the list of 15. We wait to see whether it's going to be followed up. Some others that don't find mention. One of the biggest scandals in Maharashtra was the irrigation scandal, where again, the NCP leader was implicated. And the NCP is now part of government, so it doesn't even find mention over here. The NCP leader was Ajit Pawar, who is now Deputy Chief Minister in Maharashtra. Let's also not forget, nine cases pertaining to the scam were just closed down. So, selective listing of land scams also weakened by the fact that if there are land scams here, you're talking about Adarsh. In Maharashtra, then what about the Vyapam scandal in Madhya Pradesh, admissions and recruitment scandals, mysterious deaths that happened over there, whistleblowers have suddenly died. It this would have figured in any list of 15 if it was a neutral list, not pertaining to a certain period. Then media scandals. Again, selectively, one intriguing case: INX Media, where they allege money laundering, foreign investment, many of you know this not because of the scandal in INX media, but because of the murder of a young girl. This is why it was in the news, not so much because of a scandal about getting foreign investment, but it was high profile, so finds mention here. What I'm curious about is why select this one, which was relatively small, when there was a far bigger group which had issues about foreign investment, had allegations. It has been taken over by a powerful business house. And then all the issues have just vanished into thin air. There's been another one which has been constantly and controversially in the news for all kinds of financial mismanagement, continues to make headlines even today, but finds no mention, not about the 2004 to 14 period or the 14 to 24 period. So, like I said, selective. When a government white paper chooses to list 15 scandals going back 20 years, it should indicate some definitive action because it is supposed to create awe about the size of the losses and they're supposed to be a cleanup. You don't just list them selectively. On that front, very little has changed in the last 10 years since 2014. Otherwise, more scandals that have come out should also have been listed. For instance, the co-location scam at the National Stock Exchange, which I broke. Then there is the multiple crypto exchanges that have failed. The big daddy of them all, infrastructure, leasing, and financial services, where after the 2018 collapse, the board was sat, and a government-appointed board is in charge of resolution. Then you had Srey Group. HDIL, the Housing Development and Infrastructure Limited, which even took down a cooperative bank, PMC Bank, Divan Housing Finance Limited, millions and millions of investors lost money. Now, the White Paper should have noted that all these scams were brewing in the period covered by the White Paper. But because they burst into the public domain in the NDA regime, they don't even find a mention. Why not, you know, call a spade a spade? explain what it is and include them in the list because these are bigger. But no, in any case, a selective listing of scams, to my mind, serves no purpose without quantifying losses to the exchequer or quantifying the recovery of funds over a 10-year period. At the very least, the listing would make sense if you had put in place robust systems and processes to prevent a recurrence of these scams, faster investigation trials, use of technology, which is possible today. I mean, after all, all this compulsory adhar and things have happened afterwards. Why isn't all this used to improve investigation, ensure faster trial? But no, all we have is selective listing motivated undoubtedly by the fact that elections are around the corner. If you agree, take a look and demand action it's not too late we need to stop scams right if you like what i say please subscribe and share this video thank you